Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Rebbe Avram Goldar and Tehimur Zechus Yuma Daf Mem Tes, the fifth parak Hutzielo. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rabbi Yishuv Ben Levi inquired, Chafin v'meis, Maushi Yichanes Acher b'Chafinaso. If the Kohen Gadol filled his hands with Ketores and placed it in the cuff, but died before burning it in the Kosh Kadoshim, may the Kohen Gadol who replaces him use the Ketores that was scooped up by the first Kohen Gadol, or must he perform a new Chafina? Our Papa said that depends on the following issue. Ichofen v'chozir v'chofen. If the Kohen Gadol does chafin before entering the Kosh Kadoshim and does it again inside, which means he pours the Ketores back into his hands from the cuff before pouring it onto the coals, then the new Kohen Gadol can use the original chafina since he'll be doing the second chafina. But if the Kohen Gadol only does chafina once before entering the Kosh Kadoshim and then upon entering he pours directly from the cuff onto the coals, then it's a valid question whether the new Kongado can use the first Kongado's Chafina and not do his own Chafina. Point number two, Rav Huna Bredevishua told Rapapa that the reasoning is the opposite. If the Kongado does Chafina twice, once before entering or once after he enters, the new Kongado replaces him may certainly not enter with the first Chafina since it's impossible for him not to take less or more Ketores than he needs since his Chafina is not the same size as his predecessors. But if the Kohen Gadol does not do Chafina a second time upon entering, but pours the Ketores directly from the cup onto the coals, then it's a question whether the new Kohen Gadol can use the first Kohen Gadol's Chafina. And point number three, the Gemara proves the Kohen Gadol does do a second Chafina from the following Brisa. Kate said, how does the Kohen Gadol do Chafina once he enters the Kosher Kadashim? After depositing the shovelful of coals on the ground, he grasped the front of the cuff of Katoris with his fingertips, and some say with his teeth, with the handle towards the body. And he carefully pulls it upward with his thumb until the handle reaches between his elbows. And then he tilts the cuff and pours its contents back into his cupped hands, and he heaps it up on the coals so the smoke should come slowly, which the Miri says is so that the Kohen Gadol should not choke from the sudden release of smoke. Others say that he scatters it on the coals so that the smoke should come quickly, which the Miri explains is so the Kohen Gadol will not have time to gaze upon the Kosher Gadashim. The Brisa concludes, Zoe avoded Kashish and Mikdash, and this was the difficult avoda performed in the base of Mikdash. The Gemara challenges this statement, given that Malik and Kamitz are also difficult, and revises the statement to Zohi avoda Kashim avodas Kashos Shib Mikdash. This was among the difficult avodas performed in the base of Mikdash. The Gemara concludes, Shmamina, Chofin, Vachoz, Vachofin, Shmamina. We learn from this Brisa that the Kongado does Chafina twice. So once again, the three points are number one, Rabbi Shubin Levi inquired, If the Kohen Gadol filled his hands with Ketoris and placed it in the cup but died before burning it in the Kosh Kadoshim, may the Kohen Gadol who replaces him use the Ketoris that was scooped up by the first Kohen Gadol or must he first perform a new Chafina? Well, Papa said that it depends on the following issue. If the Kohen Gadol does Chafina before entering the Kosh Kadoshim, and does it again inside, which means he pours the Ketores back into his hands from the cuff before pouring it onto the coals, then the new Kongado can use the original Chafina since he'll be doing the second Chafina. But if the Kongado only does Chafina once before entering the Kosher Kadoshim, and then upon entering he pours directly from the cup onto the coals, then it is a valid question whether the new Kongado can use the first Kongado's Chafina and not do his own Chafina. Point number two, Rav Hunabrei Yeshua told Rapapa that the reasoning is the opposite. If the Kohen Gadol does Chafina twice, once before entering and once after he enters, the new Kohen Gadol who replaces him may certainly not enter with the first Chafina, since it's impossible not to take less 
or more kentoris than he needs, since his chavina is not the same size as his predecessors. But if the Kohen Gadol does not do chavina a second time upon entering, but pours the kentoris directly from the cup onto the coals, then it is a question whether the new Kohen Gadol can use the first Kohen Gadol's chavina. And point number three, the Gemara proves that the Kohen Gadol does do a second chavina following the following b'risa. Ketsu Ose. How does the Kohen Gadol do chavina once he enters the Kodesh HaKadoshim? After depositing the shovel full of coals on the ground, he grasped the front of the cuff of Katoris with his fingertips, and some say with his teeth, with the handle towards the body. And he carefully pulls it upward with his thumb until the handle reaches between his elbows. And then he tilts the cuff and pours its contents back into his cupped hands. And he heaps it up on the coal so the smoke should come slowly, which Miri says, is so the Kongado should not choke from the sudden release of smoke. Others say that he scatters it on the coals so that the smoke should come quickly, which Miri explains, is so that the Kongado will not have time to gaze upon the Kodesh Kadoshim. The Bryce concludes, Zoe Abodakasha should be Mikdash. And this was the difficult Avoda performed in the base of Mikdash. The more challenges this statement, given that Malik and Kamitz are also difficult, and revises the statement too, Zoe Avodakasha Ma Avodas Kasha should be Mikdash. This was among the difficult Avodas performed in the base of Mikdash. So the more concludes, Shmamina, Chofen, Vachosu, Vachofen, Shmamina. We learn from this, Bryce said that the Kongaro does Chafina twice. All right, so now we go to a Simvardaf Memtes, and our standard simmon is really to meet. We use a butcher, a butcher. So here goes. The former butcher, who became the alternate Kongado and was called into service when the Kongado died right after doing Chafina, got nervous about doing the second Chafina with his larger hands while holding the cuff in his teeth. Once again, it's emotion. The former butcher, butcher, that must be more Daf Memtes, meat. The former butcher became the alternate Kongado and was called into service when the Kongado died right after doing Chafina. Which reminds us, Rabbi Shubin Levi inquired, if the Kongado filled his hands with katoris and placed it in the cuff, but died before burning it in the Kodesh Kodesh, he made the Kongado replaces him, use the katoris that was scooped up by the first Kongado, or must he perform a new Chafina? Or Papa said that it depends on the following issue. If the Kongado does Chafina before entering the Kodesh Kodesh and does it again inside, which means he pours the katoris back into his hands from the cuff, before pouring it onto the coals, then the new Kongado can use the original Chafina since he'll be doing the second Chafina. But if the Kongado only does Chafina once before entering the Koshikadashim, and then upon entering he pours directly from the cuff onto the coals, then it's a valid question whether the new Kongado can use the first Kongado's Chafina and not do his own Chafina. So the former butcher became the alternate Kongado and was called into service when the Kongado died right after doing Chafina got nervous about doing the second chafina with his larger hands. Which reminds us of Huna Braid Rabbi Yeshua Torah Papa that the reasoning is the opposite. If the Kohen Gadol does chafina twice, once before entering and once after he enters, then the new Kohen Gadol who replaces him may certainly not enter with the first chafina, since it's impossible for him not to take less or more gadors than he needs, since his chafina is not the same size as his predecessors. But if the Kohen Gadol does not do chafina a second time upon entering, but pours the gadors directly from the cup onto the coals, then it is a question whether the new Kohen Gadol can use the first Kongado's Chafina. So the former butcher became the alternate Kongado and was called into service when the Kongado died right after doing Chafina, got nervous about doing the second Chafina with his larger hands while holding the cuff in his teeth. Which reminds the Gemara proves that the Kongado does do a second Chafina from the following brace. How does the Kongado 
do chafina once he enters the Kodesh Kadashim. So after depositing the shovel full of coals on the ground, he grasps the front of the cup of Ketorz with his fingertips, and some say with his teeth, with the handle towards the body. And he carefully pulls it upward with his thumb until the handle reaches between his elbows, and then he tilts the cup and pours its contents back into his cupped hands, and he heaps it up on the coals so the smoke should come slowly, which Miri says, is so the Kongol should not choke from the sudden release of smoke. Others say that he scatters it on the coals so the smoke should come quickly, which the mirror explains is so that the Kongala will not have time to gaze upon the Koshikadoshim. The Brisa concludes Zoya voted Kashashabamikdash, and this was a difficult vote to perform in the base of Mikdash. The Gore challenges the statement given that Malik and Kamitsa are also difficult, and revised statement too, Zoya voted Kashima Vodas Kashashabamikdash. This was among the difficult vote is performed in the base of Migdash. So once again, the former butcher who became the alternate Kohen Gadol and was called into service when the Kohen Gadol died right after doing Chafina, got nervous about doing the second Chafina with his larger hands while holding the cuff in his teeth. All right, now it's time for a four-block back Chazorah. Daf Memhei. So the Simmer Daf Memhei is Monopoly. The Mizbech Monopoly board Monopoly. That must be more Daf Memhei. Ma, Monopoly. The Mizbech Monopoly board with a different maracha in each corner, which reminds us that the Mishnah and Daf Mem Gemara and Base introduced Malchus regarding how many marachas were on the Mizbech during the year while all agree that one was added on Yom Kippur for the calls to be used for the Katoris. The Gemara here brings a brace that identifies the purpose of each of the marachas. According to Behuda, there were two daily marachas, the Maracha Gedola, to burn the Karbonasana, and the second maracha for the daily Katoris. Rabbi Yossi holds there was an additional maracha for Kima Eish, maintaining a fire on the Maracha Gedola. Rashi explains that the fire on the large maracha was not blazing Sufficiently, they replenish it with burning wood from this fire. Romero holds that there was a fourth daily maracha for Evarim Padarim Shulinisakuma Be'erib. The limbs and fats were not consumed at night. Rashi explains that this refers to the limbs and fats were not placed on the maracha the previous day for lack of room, or those that were placed on the maracha but didn't have time to become entirely consumed. The more proceeds to bring the sources for each one. So the Mizbech Monopoly board, with a different maracha in each corner, had a pile of wood splinters piled high in the center. Which reminds the more clarifies that Rabbi Yossi's source for the third maracha, which was for Kima Eish, maintaining the fire on the maracha Gedola, is from the Pasuk, the Eish al Mizbech Tukad Bo, and the fire on the Mizbech shall be a flame on it. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it doesn't require a third maracha. He explains the Pasuk coming to teach regarding Hatzatzah Zalisa, the kindling of the splinters of wood used to start the maracha Gedola every morning. This was done by kindling small twigs and splinters and inserting them between the larger boards. Rabbi Yossi derives the law of Hatzatzah Zalisa from the same place that Rabbi Shimon derived it from, for it was taught in a bright when the Pasuk states, But Nasdim b'nei Aaron ha-kohen eishal mizbeach, and the sons of Aaron the kohen shall place fire in the mizbeach. Rabbi Shimon says, the Pasuk is coming to teach that Hatzatzah Zalisa shalotei el barosha shal mizbeach, the kindling of the splinters may not be performed except at the top of the mizbeach, meaning that a kohen may not ignite the splinters on the floor and then bring them to the mizbeach. So the Mizbech Monopoly board with a different maracha in each corner had a pile of wood splinters piled high in the center and a community chess card for taking coals for the Yom Kippur Katoris from the Mizbech Chitzon, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a long brace on which the questions raise whether the coals of the Katoris of Yom Kippur are taken from the Mizbech Chitzon, the outer altar, or the Mizbech Zahav. The Torah states, and he shall take a shovelful of fiery coals from upon the Mizbech from before Hashem. The phrase Mulifnei Hashem from before Hashem implies that only a part of the Mizbech is before Hashem, but not all of it. Which Mizbech is that? It's Mizbech HaChitzon. Rush explains that the Mizbech HaZahav is considered completely before Hashem. Daf Membav, so the symbol of Membav is a cow going moo. So here goes. The cone carrying the singed and valid cow parts, cow parts, that must be more in Daf. Memvav. 
The cow carrying the singed invalid cow parts of the special fourth maracha, which reminds us we learned off Memhe Amad Av that Rabbi held that an additional maracha was set up daily on the Mizbech for burning the limbs and fats that weren't consumed at night. So in our Gemara here, Rabbi Raza said in the Mar Kapara that Rabbi Meir was saying the following, regarding the limbs of the Ola that were left over from the previous night, one makes a separate maracha for them and arranges them upon it, and even on Shabbos. So the Gemara asks what Bar Kabar is teaching, given that an explicit mission state the requirement for a fourth maracha. And Rabbi Avin answers, the clause is needed only to teach that the fourth maracha is set up even for invalid parts that are left over. But this is only if the fire has already taken hold of the invalid parts. However, if the fire had not yet taken hold of them, a special maracha is not set up for them. Rashi explains that it's only upon becoming singed that the parts are considered lachmish the bread of the mizbech. Others understand this qualification applies to valid parts as well. So the cone carrying the singed invalid cow parts to the special fourth maracha, who was told it wasn't permitted to do so with the Friday tamid on Shabbos, which reminds us after knowing that both Barkabat and Rava agree that we kindled the initial maracha on Shabbos to burn the leftover weekday parts. The Gemara brings Rapuna's opinion that Tchilasa Docha Sofa in Docha, the beginning of the Shabbos tamid, referring to a chita and offering up of its parts, is Docha Shabbos, but the end of the Friday tamid is not Docha Shabbos. So we see the Rav Huna holds that parts of the weekday Tamid are not burned on Shabbos. The Gemara brings him out hooks regarding what is meant by Inadocha. Rav Chissa said, it's Docha Shabbos ve Inadocha Satuma. This means that although the end of the Tamid is Docha Shabbos, it's not Docha Tuma. Although we generally override the Tuma restrictions for the sake of the Tamid, the mere burning of its parts is not significant enough to warrant this. Rav said the Rav Huna meant Docha Satuma ve Inadocha Shabbos. Although the burning of the Tamid is Docha Tuma, the end of the Friday Tamid is not Docha Shabbos. Although the parts of the Tamid are burned in a state of Tuma, the parts of the Friday Tamid are not burned on Shabbos, for their burning doesn't warrant being Docha Shabbos. So the cone carrying the cinch invalid cow parts to the special fourth Maracha, who was told it wasn't permitted to do so with the Friday Tamid on Shabbos, almost stepped on and extinguished coals that had been removed from the Mizbeach. Which reminds us, we stated, Machabe Esh Machta Menorah, with regard to one who extinguishes the fire of the Machta, the Kator Shavuot, or the Menorah, Abai says, one is Chayev, and Rebbe says he's Patz, and Gamora clarifies that they agree that one is Chayev if he extinguished the coal at the top of the Mizbeach. They disagree in a case when he took it down to the ground and extinguished it there. Abai said he's Chayev, Esh HaMizbeachu, the coal is considered the fire of the Mizbeach, Rav says he's patr, came into nitka nitka because once it's removed from the mizbech, it was removed. It's no longer considered eish hamizbech. Daf Memzain says simmer Daf Memzain is a maze. Here goes the boy running through the Yom Kippur maze. Maze that must be more Daf Memzain. The boy running through the Yom Kippur maze with a ladle of katoras, which reminds us that the reason the Kongal carries the katoras into the Kodesh Kadashim with the cuff is that it was not possible without it. He couldn't enter once with the shavuot of coals and then enter again with the chafina, since the Pasuk mentions bringing in only once. If he were to take the gedoras in his hands and put the machta on top, then he would need to grasp the machta in his teeth and place it on the ground and then put the gedoras on it. This would be unseemly if done before a human king, let alone before the melech malchiam lachim of Kodesh Therefore, since it's not possible to bring the gedoras in his cupped hands, he does it in the manner that's found by the Nassim. Rashi explains that when the Nassim brought their special offerings for the inauguration of the Mishkan, they offered a kaf katoris, a ladleful of katoris. So the boy running through the Yom Kippur maze with a ladle of katoris had to locate seven brothers dressed as Kohanim Gadolim, which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce, Shiba Banim Hayelah Kimchis, Bakulan Shimshu Bakuna Gadolim. Kimchis had seven sons, and all of them served as Kohan Gadol. The Rabban asked her what she did to be Zochin to this, and she replied, In all my days, the beams of my house didn't see the braids of my hair. They said to her, they said to her, Many women did this and didn't accomplish what you did. So the boy running through the Yom 
Kippur maze with a ladle of Katoris, how to locate seven brothers dressed as Gohan and Godoin, and got bonus points if he found the kid with very pudgy hands, which reminds us. The more brings an inquiry regarding the rule that the Komets is not supposed to be overflowing. When Yochanan said that Rabbi Yeshua ben Uzal inquired, What's the status of that which is trapped between the fingers of one's full Komets? Is it considered part of the Komets or not? Papa clarified that the question pertained to that which is trapped between the fingers and not visible to either side. Rabbi Yishu ben resolved the question to answer that without which is trapped between the fingers is a suffix. The Gemara asked, well, what should be done with this? Rabbi says that according to the Rabbanan, who forbids something that's meant to be eaten to be placed in the Mizbeach, even for the sake of firewood, there is no option except the Kamsay that fact Kohanim performed Kamitza. Since their hands are pudgy, nothing will get trapped between their fingers. Daf Memches, so the Simmer Daf Memches is a brainiac, a brainiac, so here goes. While some brainiacs, brainiacs, that must be more on Daf Memches. While some brainiacs were busy testing their pacing the comets on the inside of the Kli technique, which reminds the Repub inquired, what's the luck of after performing Kamitza? The Kohen pasted the comets to the wall of the Kli Shars rather than placing it at the bottom of the Kli. And Marba Ravashi asked what the luck is of the Kohen inverted the Kli Shars and pasted the comets to its bottom. This is the case in which the Kli had a hollow stand that could serve as a receptacle when the Kli was turned upside down. Do we have to place the comets inside the Kaling properly, or would these alternative placements work? Both are left as a teku. So, while some brainiacs were busy testing their pasting the comets on the inside of the Kli technique, others were on the floor analyzing the status of spilt katoris from the Kong Gadol's Chafina, which reminds us, the Gemara prefaces Repuppa's next query by introducing the following halacha, if the blood of a shek the carbon spilled on the floor from the incision on the animal's neck, and the cone gathered it up, it's puzzle. Whereas if it was first received in the kleisharis and then spilled on the floor and he gathered it up, it's kosher. So a pup inquired, what's the luck if the katoris scattered from the cone got his full cupped hands and fell to the ground? May he gather it up from the ground and use it or not? Do we say, Yado Katsabar Behemadami Ubasula, his hand is analogous to the neck of the animal and the katoris that fell to the ground as puzzle? Or do we say, Kalisharis Dami Vlopasula, or that perhaps the hand is analogous to the Kalisharis and the katoris that fell is not puzzle? So on the one hand, the Torah doesn't require the katoris to be placed in the Kalisharis, in which case the special consecration of the katoris occurs when it's placed in the Kongadal's hands. But on the other hand, since we learned that the Kongadal practically requires the cuff to carry the katoris into the Kosha Kadoshim, the consecration occurs in the cuff, and the Kongadal's hands are considered like the neck of the animal. The Gemara leaves it as a teku. So while some brainiacs were busy testing their pasting the comets on the inside of the Kli technique, others were on the floor analyzing the status of spilled katoris from the Kongadal's Khafina with their left hands tied behind their backs. Which reminds us, when Roshesh was asked, Halacha Basmol Mahu, what's Halacha? regarding carrying the blood to the Mizbech in the left hand, he answered that it was taught in the mission regarding the Kongadal bringing the Katoris, He takes the shovel of coals in his right hand and the cup of Katoris in his left hand. So clearly, Holoch is valid if it's done in the left hand. The Gemara in the next Amid successfully refused Rav Shesh's based on a price that states, If a Zar or a Kohen who is an Onin, drunk or blemished, does the Kabbalah Halacha of Zrika of the blood, it's puzzle. V'ken Yosha, v'ken small puzzle. And so too, if a vowed Kohen does any of these avodas while sitting or with his left hand, it is puzzle. All right, now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechtas. Number one, which stuff do you learn that one is not permitted to do Halacha with the left hand? That's on Duff. Memchas. Good. Number two, which stuff do you have regarding how many Marachas there were on the Mizbech each day of the year? That's on Duff. Memhei. Good number three. Which Duff do you have rubber whether one is high for extinguishing coals that have been removed from the Mizbech? That's on Duff. 
Membav. Good, number four. Which stuff we have a question in the case where the Kongado dies after doing Khafina, whether the alternate Kongado can use the first Kongado's Khafina, that's on Dav? Memtes. Good, number five. Which stuff we've learned that Katoris is Mechaperis on the Avera of Rosh Hashanah, that's on Dav? Memdal. Good, number six. Which stuff we learned Bar Kapai teaches that the fourth Morocco is set up even for invalid parts that are left over provided they become sinned, that's on Dav? Membav. Good. Number seven. Which something when the Gemara leaves as a take of the question whether Katoris that fell to the ground from the Kongado's hand can be used as on Duff? Memchas. Good. Number eight. Which stuff did we learn in the process of how Chafina was done in the Kosh Kadoshim? That's on Duff. Memchas. Good. Number nine. Which something when review to learn is from the Pasig, Ve'esh Omizbech, Tukat Bo, is coming to teach about Hatzasa's Alisa? That's on Duff. Memheg. Good. And number 10, which something when the Gemara leaves as a take of the question whether one can paste the comets to the wall inside the Kaili? That's on Duff. Memchas. Good. Now the three bonus questions. Number one, which stuff do we learn why the Mishnah need to state Behemoth, Chayas, and Ophos? That's on Duff. Chafal from Sachem. Good. Number two, which stuff do we learn six unbecoming things for a Tamlachachem? That's on Duff. Memgamon Brach is good. And number three, which of the going Shomri Svichim take their wages from the Trumas Alishka? That's on Duff. Yiddin Shkalim. Excellent. Right, that concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.